Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, hello everyone and uh, welcome to my home. Uh, We may be apart. We're here in different homes, but we are one family, many homes. I want to spend the next few weeks exploring this idea of church around the table. One church, but many tables. One family, many homes. So I thought it would be kind of fun and appropriate by starting right here in my home around our table. From my home to your home. Uh, And this is actually quite a special table for us. Uh, Just at the beginning of lockdown, we moved into this conservatory space in the back of our house. And uh, we needed a bigger table. And so my son, Zach and I, we built this table together with a a lot of help from a good friend of ours in the church. We built this table, put it together, and it's become a really core place, key place for us in lockdown. It's a place where we gather. It's been a place where we've celebrated together. It's been one of our highlights. Um, You know, as a family, uh, before lockdown, we often, our children, be in different places on different evenings. And so we had a WhatsApp group that was called the in and out group. Are you in or are you out for tea tonight? And they would let us know and message back and say, here's what was happening tonight. Well, for the first definitely four months or so of lockdown, everybody was in every night and we sat around this table eating together as a family, celebrating milestones, uh, praying together, uh, even writing prayers under this table. My wife, Lottie, who's so creative, wrote a prayer for everyone who sits around this table. We played games together around this table. We, we invented new games around this table. We uh, put a, we've got a table tennis net we put across the middle and we can play and we run around through around the world table tennis competition as a family. And then slowly over the last sort of few weeks, we've started to invite others to join us around this table. I remember the first time my parents came to visit and they sat around one end and we all crowded around the other, very nervous about, are we meant to be together in this way? But these last few weeks, we've started to have the odd friend of family come and visit and eat together around this table. So today I want to invite you and say, please join me around our table. It's good to have you with us. I hope you're sitting comfortably. I'm sorry there's no food on the table. It's just you and me. But I want to spend some time just asking the question, what does church look like for you in the present scenario we find ourselves? What's your home like? Do you have a table? Is it, is it a place of comfort for you, your home? Is it a place where you feel lonely and isolated? Or is it busy and exhausting? Are there people missing you love to have around your table? Loved ones are no longer with you. Do you find yourself uh, always chaotic and always things to be done and the house is upside down? Or is it so calm and so quiet you can sometimes feel lonely? Maybe you don't have a table. Maybe for you it's Food on laps, you have the TV dinner and that's the way you eat, either by yourself or with the family or the people you live with. We're all different and church is different. And right now we are all experiencing church in our homes. So I wonder what it looks like for you right now. What does one family, many homes look like or feel like? The church has never been about a building, one building. It's, it's always meant to be about one church, his church, God's church, the worldwide church but we meet in different places. And over the years, churches have talked about multi-site, multi-campus, multi-service. And here is the church around the world in more sites and more venues than ever before. And yet we are still one. We are still united. We are still 
told, more people have access to the church than ever before. I love the fact that people come and they watch Freedom Church from many different places and nations. And if you're if you're not from Romsey, from somewhere else, and put it in the chat, we'd love to hear from you. Do say hello, do get involved, um, do mention where you're from, because we just love to celebrate the fact that others can come and join us. You may be in a different city, a different town, a different nation, but you're welcome at this table. And I want to say to everyone today listening and watching, you are invited. That's the title of my talk today as we start this series called Church Around the Table. I want to say to you, you are invited. Wherever you are, where the church always begins, in your home, around your table, in where the place you live, that's where church starts. We know we can encounter Jesus everywhere. If you're a follower of Jesus, you know that Jesus is everywhere with you. He's always around you. But often, sadly, we wait until we gather with our fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we wait till we gather in a church situation, a building of some sort where there's some music and we go, now we can encounter Jesus. And we tell ourselves a lie that we have to go to church or watch church to encounter Jesus. But the truth is the church starts right where you are. We are all invited to the table of Jesus and you are invited to the table as well. And if you don't know Jesus today, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end of this morning to say yes to following him, to um, say yes to the invitation to being around the table with Jesus. Throughout the Bible, uh, the book of, of, of God, there is so many different references to the table. There is the literal, physical table. There's a table in the, in the tabernacle, the, the mobile temple that, that, that was used in the time of Moses. And that was a gold-covered table, a beautiful table. And on that table, they would have uh, 12 small loaves of bread to remind themselves that table held the presence and the provision of God himself. And it was a beautiful table that was used by the priests before they went to the Holy of Holies, which was different to the table that Jesus flipped over when he went to visit Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. And when he was there, he was upset because people being left out in Matthew 21, people being excluded from the temple. And if you were a woman, if you were disabled, if you were a non-Jew, uh, you wouldn't be allowed, uh, or if you're a child as well, so you wouldn't be allowed into the inner sanctum of the temple. And Jesus was like, I'm not, I'm not having this. And he turned the table over in the, in the entrance to the temple and the children and the lame and, and the, the women rushed in to benefit from being part of the presence of God there in the temple. That was another table. And these, these tables appear throughout the Bible as physical things. You put things on, useful uh, tools for us to use. But there's also a symbolic element to the table throughout scripture. It's a place of service, a place of being fed, a place of reclining, of hospitality, a place of provision, a place of resource, of gathering, of power, of position. Jesus talked a lot about the head of the table and the, those who are sitting further down the table. We'll talk about that in a few weeks' time. But also he talks sometimes about being under the table, getting the scraps of food from underneath the table. And some of that was real and some of that was symbolic. The table referred to so much more than just a physical table. Jesus sat around the table with his disciples, with sinners, with tax collectors, with outsiders, with people on the edge of society. And the, the Jewish tradition, you see, was that the table was at the centre of their community. So when you gathered other people around your table, you were making a statement. 
Um, the mealtime was not just a necessity to sustain you, but it was also, um, it was a reminder throughout the day of God's provision and his commitment to us, which is why so many miracles and marriages and milestones are celebrated throughout the Bible around a table and with food. The table is an important place. It marks a place of commitment and belonging and community. One of the stories in the Bible is the story uh, of King David. And King David had just come into power as the second king of Israel. And as the second king of Israel, he, uh, he sat around his table. I'm sure it's much larger than this table. And uh, in 2 Samuel 9, David asks this question, verse 1, is there anyone in Saul's family still alive, anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Is there anyone still alive from my predecessor's family? Now, normally a king would ask that question because he'd want to get rid of the previous dynasty. He would get rid of anyone who had a claim on the throne. He would take over the throne and kill all members of the previous king's family. So no one could ever be brought to him and say, this person's claim is greater than yours. And so one of the servants replied to King David, said, actually, there is one. There's a man called Mephibosheth who is the grandson of Saul. He's the son of your friend, Jonathan, who when um, King Saul was killed, he was ran, ran out of the uh, house with, his, with his, his nanny who was looking after him. And she dropped him and he broke his legs. And Mephibosheth is now lame and he cannot, uh, cannot provide for himself. And because he can't provide for himself, he is really, um, uh, you know, he's uncared for, he's, he's in desperate needs. And, and if you want to, uh, King David, I'll go get him for you. And so Mephibosheth appears before David around his table. And Mephibosheth must be absolutely frightened, petrified, thinking, what is King David going to do to me? Is he going to kill me, get rid of me, finish me off? But instead, David reaches out to Mephibosheth, his friend's son, his predecessor's grandson. He reaches out and says, you are invited you're invited to sit around this table. You're, you may not be able to provide for yourself. I, as the king, will provide for you. Come and sit at my table. Be treated like one of my sons. You will never not have enough. You will always have all you need. Come and sit. You are invited. That's what he said. The great King David, so magnanimous in victory, welcoming into his house, into around his table, one of his predecessor's offspring. The same King David who wrote the Psalm, Psalm 23. And I, I know this is an older version, the King James version, because I think I learned it when I was growing up. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A famous Psalm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he brings me to still and quiet waters. He restores my soul which we talked about earlier this year around our theme of soul purpose. And this idea of this, this caring and provision from God. But if you go down to verse five in Psalm 23, it says these words, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. What, what David is saying there is almost a bit what he's doing with Mephibosheth. He's saying, you can come and sit around this table. You can come and be with me and you'll be blessed and you'll have more than enough. You'll have all that you need. 
And that invitation isn't just from David to Mephibosheth. That invitation is from God to you and to I. You are invited. And there is a table being prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. And your enemies are not people. And right now you're probably thinking of people you might think of your enemies, but they're not your enemies. They're just other people trying to grapple with life. Your enemies are the, the struggle you're finding right now with, with debts, the struggle you're maybe under with unemployment and uncertainty of the future. Maybe relationships within your family. Maybe your enemies are anxiety and worry and, un and, and uncertainty about the future. Those things, your enemies that take your mind off things of Christ. And Psalm 23 reminds us the table is being prepared. A feast, a banquet is being prepared for you in the middle of all your uncertainty, in the middle of all your difficulty, in the middle of a pandemic. God is saying to you, you are invited. I am invited. He prepares a table for us. This concept of the table and the church around the table is not new. The early church met around tables in homes in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, it says they were devoted to teaching, eating and praying together in their homes. Yes, they would regularly go to the temple on Sabbath because that was their tradition as uh, predominantly Jewish believers. But there was also this idea that homes became a significant place. In fact, for the first 300 years of the early church, it was illegal for church buildings to be built. Until the time of Emperor Constantine, um, you couldn't have a church building for the, these Christians. So they would meet underground, they'd meet in home, they'd meet in places of quiet. Some of those homes were quite big and substantial. Paul talks about Aquila and Priscilla who owned a big home. They reckon maybe 200 people met in that church in the home. But many times it was small communities around the table. One family, many homes. One church, many tables. The table is a significant place. The table is a place of invitation. You are invited. We keep saying that this morning. The table is a place of nourishment, of conversation, of learning, of connection, of communication and communion. The table has a purpose. It facilitates all of those things. The table can be inclusive, everyone's invited, or exclusive, only people I want are invited. The table can be a place that challenges us. Who we choose to eat with says a lot about us. It says a lot about Jesus who ate with sinners, slaves and sex workers. And he got criticised for it, for his behaviour, who he spent time with. But Jesus gave clear instructions on who to invite. In the story of the great banquet in Luke chapter 14, he says to his, uh, in the story, the, the person inviting people says, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them, or some verse say, urge them, drag them to come in, that my house may be filled. God wants his house filled. His house is much bigger than mine. His table is much bigger than mine. He has got heaven waiting for you and for me. And he says, I want my house to be filled. Go and invite everybody. Everyone's invited to be around the table of Jesus Christ. You are invited. Your neighbours are invited. Your friends are invited. Your family are invited. You are invited. You're invited. This concept is not new. It wasn't just the early church. Even now, we might be experiencing lockdown and maybe this is new, but it's not new for others. It's just new for us. In many uh, nations around the world, it is illegal 
to meet as Christians. You can be punished and penalised for being a follower of Christ. In countries like North Korea, Afghanistan, um, Libya, um, you know, those sort of parts of Africa, there are, there, are, there are rules around Christians meeting together. You cannot do it. In parts of China, there's been pushback around traditional churches. They're having to go underground to meet in homes, to meet in secret, to meet around the table, to eat and pray together like the early church did. We're not alone. And Jesus says in Matthew 18, when two or three are gathered as my followers, I am there also. Jesus with us when we meet, even if it's two or three, even if we meet like this online, Jesus right here in the middle of us. And then Paul, the apostle Paul, who wrote so much of the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 10, he talks about the communion, the, the bread and the wine, the, the memory of the Last Supper. That was around a table, a physical table. And he says, and though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. We may be apart, but we can still be together. We may be um, many tables. We are one church, many families. Uh, sorry, many homes. We are one family, one family, many homes. So as I wrap this up today, how do we create church around the table? What does church around the table look like for us? What if you live alone and you're by yourself? You know, maybe your home feels very small. You can't fit many people in it. I would encourage you to get creative, to get creative how we do church. You can do church for a walk down the park and do a picnic with friends on separate uh, picnic blankets. You can go and visit down the town and, and go and sit in your city centre or town centre and get a coffee with a friend. Do church, go for a walk, go for a cycle ride. Find ways to connect, find ways to build community. A church is simply uh, people who love Jesus hanging out together. It's a vibrant community of Jesus followers. That's why we use at Freedom Church that tagline that just says we want to lead people in the pursuit of Jesus, see lives and communities transformed. That's what we're about. And I want to encourage you to find creative ways to do that. We may not be able to meet in one large venue just yet, but we can meet in different ways. And I encourage you to do that. The church is more than singing songs and sitting in straight rows inside buildings and halls. It's this vibrant community. It is meant to be about the one another, about loving one another, about as loving one another as we also love our God as well, because he first loved us. We can't go to church. We can't watch church, but we can be part of the worldwide church. Wherever we are, we can participate. I invite you to be part of this. And I want to encourage you, maybe say to the person next to you, or, you know, give them a nudge and say to them, you are invited. Or if you're watching this by yourself, look in the mirror and say to yourself, you are invited. You are all invited to be partners of this great move of God called the church. And we all get to play our part. In uh, the book Vanishing Grace by Philip Yancey, he recalls this story of a survey in which people were asked the question, what words do they most like to hear? What words they most like to hear? And he predicted the first choice, which was, I love you. I love you. People love to hear the words, I love you. The second choice was probably quite predictable in some ways. The second one was, I forgive you. People want to hear that they are loved and they are forgiven. But the third one surprised him. And the third answer, people love to hear the words, supper's ready, food's ready. It's dinner time. 
The food's on the table. That's what people love to hear. And it dawned on Yancey that these three statements provide a really neat summary of the gospel story. We are loved by God. We are forgiven by him. And we are invited to the banquet table. You are loved, you are forgiven, and you are invited. There is a call for each one of us to come home to the table. You are loved, you are forgiven, the table is prepared, the banquet is ready, and you are invited to come and join with others around the table. The church around the table starts with you and Jesus. There is only one eternal table in heaven. There might be many tables in our homes, many, many virtual tables out there. There's one table in heaven. It's being prepared for you. It's being prepared for you. And Jesus is there and he invites you in to sit at his table to be with him. You are invited. In Luke 22, Jesus says these words, And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. Or as, a David, as David wrote the psalmist in Psalm 23, he finishes that psalm and he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is a place for you in heaven and there is a place for you forever where you dwell in the house of the Lord around his table. You are invited to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I invite you to join the family, to come, to gather around the virtual table, to come and gather around the heavenly table. We may be in many homes around many tables, but we are one church. We are one family. And I want to say today, if you want to join the family of God, if you would not call yourself a Christian today, then I want to invite you to watch this short video and get in touch with us. We would love to hear from you. thank you for listening. I hope that was helpful to you. And if you've said that prayer, like I said, please do get in touch. We would love to hear from you. You are invited. Let us pray for us. Father God, I thank you that you are the ultimate host, that you welcome all people into your heavenly home, that everyone is got as available around the table. Everyone is invited and there is always room for more around your table. I pray today that those of us who are watching and listening, we would know that we are invited and we would look forward to inviting others to join us in this great story of God as being his family, one family in many homes, one church around many tables, that your name will be known and noticed 
in our nation nations, we pray at this time. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.